0: What is up all of our liberty loving friends? This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the uh the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year. So we're gonna be covering each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four, and of course the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won Dumb Bleep of the Year. And the person who submitted that specific Dumb Bleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumb Bleep of the Year. Charlie, you watch hockey. What did you think about this whole... Time
1: for some... I don't know. I thought the whole situation was gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the gayer hockey it.
0: situations it is, we've had yeah, to deal with in is, a while. Yeah.
1: It is. So uh, what's his name? Pro Provorov or something like that? I honestly don't know what his name Prov- is. I just I heard about Prov so Provolo. Hockey does this thing called uh hockey is for everyone. And it's where they wear their gay jerseys for practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> and um, is it, his name is uh, Ivan... Ivan Provorov. Provorov. Sounds Russian. He is Russian. Yeah, there you go. I believe. Um, I,
0: he says he's Russian Orthodox. Sorry, I don't know if he's actually from Russia proper. I'm could not be, sure. Could be he from, is very much Russian, Costco says. Could be from Ukraine. Who okay, knows? so screw this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised so, they didn't just hang him out there on the rink.
1: Yeah. So uh, they do this thing every year, you know, hockey is for everyone. I've been to the ga- I've been to, to the games. <laughs> I've been to the games where this happens. They wear the, you know, their colorful warm-up jerseys or whatever. And um this guy decided that he wasn't going to participate. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not wearing that gay jersey." You know? Yeah. That's what he said. And um and now there's a big uproar about it. So I got you really dumb.
0: Sorry, I was so just uh, I was just making sure I put out the proper office space gift to go along with what Magoo was saying <laughs> in there. So we got a video. Um, he didn't wear the jersey for warm ups and everyone is very, very upset. That's uh that's that's the gist of the situation. Mm-hmm. And by upset, I mean, like, this is the worst thing to happen in hockey
1: in Since recent Jan
0: 6. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a day they all observe clearly, but yeah. this is the worst part. It's not as bad as Jan 6, I yeah. guess. So that's always going to
1: I mean, one person not participating in this means hockey isn't for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, let's say a
0: couple things here Frank Saravelli uh, says, uh, "Here's the NHL's response." We'll just tell you the NHL's response. He said, "Hockey's for everyone" is the Umbrella Initiative. Under which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets and to work to achieve more welcoming and inclusive environments for all fans. Did they have Chat GPT write this? you think? Like, write a corporate BS response to yeah. a racial, con- or mm. <laughs> racial, sorry, um, a gay, a gay controversy. Yeah. Yes, clubs decide whom to celebrate, when, and how, with league council and support. Players are free to decide which initiatives to support, and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural
1: issues. Because it's about diversity, right? It's, it's, you would think. Yeah. You would think it is. I feel like this guy has a diverse opinion. But that's not if the tolerance. The only one.
0: That's not the tolerance that we live under right now. No. You have to wear, and everyone has made this comparison, you have to wear the that's ribbon That's the, from the Seinfeld episode. And that's what you thats what you got to do. Someone's a comment was ridiculous. It's a, a weak response. He's an employee of the Flyers. He should be held accountable. He should have not played. This is about acceptance, diversity and inclusion. Except for his diversity. <laughs> that's true. There's a diversity totem pole yeah. and they were celebrating a specific part. Not good at NHL. I always thought that it was about playing hockey. The and, you know, National winning, Hockey League? Winning games.
1: The National Hockey League? Yeah. No, it's an entertainment business.
0: It's about acceptance, diversity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Turns out that's why I wasn't watching that this whole time, I guess. <laughs> you know, that's what was going on. Yeah. This um,
1: video's great. <laughs> got a,
0: we got a nice little it. video ready to go.
2: Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. The theme from the National Hockey League is hockey is for everyone. The theme is not hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do whatever you want. If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. could change with the NHL. I think you find the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not kidding. Figure this out and stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this and figure this out.
1: I know what we need. Gay reparations. The damage has been done. Oh, not only should they find the flyers, they should find him, the player, and then find everyone else... Who isn't gay. ...who did participate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and who's not gay, yes. so that we can have gay reparations.
0: Maybe gay people go to games for
1: free for 250 years, something find like that. Find the flyers a million... I'm not kidding. No, find not. the flyers a million dollars. I'm not kidding. Well, it was just
3: a minute ago, we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA fever, where if you were seen with so much as yeah. a rainbow anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment, or death. Yeah. Seriously. So and now here we are.
0: It's the same thing. What's your point? Yes. That literally you would get in trouble for wearing a rainbow anything, like it puts you in prison or something. They were strict about that. That's not what this is. They're requiring everyone to wear the ribbon. To to wear the to wear the jersey. And they're getting in trouble for not, not doing it. They're not requiring. Well, I mean. No she's requiring right she'd have this guy strung up in the
1: street in the second they, they want tyranny in the opposite form yes it's, it's like different tyranny it's yeah <laughs> they don't it's like you don't see the difference or, or see the the irony in the situation it's like oh guitar is so tyrannical They won't let you wear rainbow anything and but we're not tyrannical for trying to force you to wear something i uh,
2: just think the nhl has to do something here this is not good enough this is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless unless you don't agree with gay rights is not the phrasing of this.
0: There, he didn't, no one told him, he didn't tell anyone that they couldn't go anywhere, they couldn't play hockey, or the other people on his team couldn't wear a rainbow jersey, or they, you know, couldn't dance around with tassels or whatever the hell they were doing during no, warm-ups. Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers can't even say gay in their state.
1: <laughs> not
0: even the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can't they can't say gay either. We're talking about
1: hockey, Nate. I'm talking about all the, the teams. Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers. It's hockey, okay? I don't know my hockey. So, if they can't say gay, I wonder if they in Florida if they wore their their pride jerseys. I don't know. They wouldn't be able
0: you're to. You're either
2: in this or you're not. And one last point. Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked at people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. So don't, don't give me that. With respect. Nothing.
1: With all due respect. Nothing
0: scares him more than someone who says, this goes against my religious beliefs. Mm. That's the scariest people in the
1: world, man. It is. It is. Mm. Domestic terrorism. Honestly. <laughs> uh, I like what T Dub said here. and can add to it but he's like what do you mean you don't want to wear your nipple tassels during the game to
0: support pride <laughs> eventually but I wanted to play the first little bit what do you of mean
1: this? you're not going to wear these assless chaps skating around the ice you know uh, uh, okay.
2: uh okay you're checked in yeah, thank you here's your AIDS ribbon uh, no thanks you don't want to wear an AIDS ribbon uh, no no but you have to wear an AIDS ribbon
0: I have to yes yeah see that's why I don't want to
4: but everyone
2: wears the ribbon
4: you must wear the ribbon.
5: You know what you are? You're a ribbon bully. <laughs> hey.
4: hey you! Come back here! Come back here
6: and put this on.
2: Hey, where's your ribbon? Oh, I don't wear the. Ribbon. You don't wear the ribbon? Aren't you against AIDS? Yeah, I'm
7: against AIDS.
2: I mean, I'm walking, aren't I?
7: I just don't wear the ribbon.
5: Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric. Bob.
3: This guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? <laughs> Who doesn't want to wear the
8: ribbon?
1: <laughs> I forgot how good the bass plan is for that. Oh, show. it's good stuff.
8: <laughs> Such no,
1: good stuff.
0: It's the same. It's the same thing. That's why everyone has uh, been making this comparison. It's the same thing with masks and and all that stuff going what on. What a gay dumb. That <laughs> was. Oh, and sadly, for the um, overall anyone upset about this. It does seem to be that his jerseys uh, sold out online. And I looked earlier.
1: Really? He, this is really damaging to the <laughs> NHL. They're very upset about it. I yeah. bet. Probably um, covering the, the fine they're about to get. Yeah. So,
0: um, and, and is that because everyone just hates the gays? Is that what's going on? I think it's probably because people are trying to funnel money to Vladimir Putin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who hates gays, obviously. Yeah.
0: That's because uh, yeah. the guy's Russian and they're going to sh- ship him back. Yeah. Or they want to stand up for someone's right to just not agree with. Some- the guy was polite about it. He said, hey, you guys uh, make your choices. I make mine. You know, I
1: make mine. Yeah. Well, we will be fine. Yeah. Everything's good. Now, do is, is it illegal to be gay in Russia? I don't know if it well, is. I have no not. clue. Obviously, we don't agree with it being illegal to be gay.
0: No, I mean, just, yeah. this has nothing to do with right. gay whatsoever. Yeah. This has to do with. We have plenty of gay
1: friends. Yeah.
0: We love the gays. These same people, by the way, were upset when. Uh, I especially you know,
1: love the gays that men straight.
0: i seem seen Remember, a lot of lefties. Now, this is probably hypocritical on both sides, but, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he did the whole kneeling, kneeling down thing during the anthem for gay. And I thought that that was okay, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of people on the right are, you know, love America and all that get really offended by that. Like, you got to stand up for this thing or you hate the troops or whatever. And uh, it's kind of the same thing just in. Reverse, reverse, mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Only a little different. Same, same, but different.
7: You know the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, Ron DeSantis says Florida shouldn't require unanimous juries for death sentences. DeSantis says Florida should not require unanimous juries for death sentences. Now, to clarify, he does not mean for the conviction. He means for the sentence that's carried out after the. Con- I want to clear that because when I first read it, I, I was like, for con- can you know conviction for first degree murder or something like that. No, it's for the for the sentence. Still don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, a, terrible idea. All.
1: While addressing a gathering of law enforcement officers on Monday, Ron DeSantis said he hopes to change state law to make it easier to execute convicted criminals. Calling it one of the things we have to address, DeSantis said that a supermajority of jurors ought to be sufficient to sentence someone to death. If just one juror vetoes it, then you end up not getting the sentence. DeSantis said, maybe eight out of 12 have to agree or something, but we can't be in a situation where one person can just derail this. DeSantis was expression, uh, expressing his frustration with the decision of a jury in November to sentence Nicholas Cruz, who killed 17 people at Marjory uh, Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018, to life in prison rather than handing down the death penalty. Now, I used to be, you know, an advocate for the death penalty. I used to say, like, an eye for an eye.
0: Yeah. Like, if you... Well, personally, that is still what I believe. I just don't trust the government to do it. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. That's 100% the problem. And we've seen over and over and over again, and and the stats play out, we know that at least 30%, I think it's 30%. It's
0: a, It was a lot. I know they've had, uh, I mean, hundreds overturned, and who knows how many people actually got executed. Um, so that means
1: we've killed people who did nothing, which is so wrong. I mean, could you imagine, like imagine yourself or your family member in that position, and the, and the state kills them, and then what's the repercussion on that? Nothing.
0: I, uh, I also... You know, they use DNA on that stuff. I still wouldn't go with the death penalty for a DNA case where they have DNA somewhere because it is the government who is gathering the evidence and putting it out in trial against you. And I don't trust them to deliver my galldolled mail. All right. So I don't trust them to gather evidence that, that could take someone's life
1: away. You know, from every them. time we have a package delayed in Amazon, it's usually being shipped <clears throat> by USPS. Yeah. Every time. Like two-day shipping is like oh there was a delay, and you notice right on there it says being delivered by USPS like, every time ah, that's not a delay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're and trying to cut want back those a people bit. to kill people. <laughs> they can't even deliver the mail.
0: Yeah, I do not agree with postal workers being able to do death sentences. I, I don't think that that would yeah. be a good idea. Now, the other the thing is, you know, we don't agree with it in the first place, and now he's saying that it shouldn't take the entire jury. To give someone a death sentence, and I and I get that that's the actual sentence. The, there's another jury's already convicted the person, or I guess it's the same jury, right? I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure how it works in Florida. I think sometimes. Uh, I think most of the time, it's the same jury, but uh, who knows? I don't want to say anything too too far
1: off. In some states, the sentencing is solely up to the judge.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so, true. But here's I, what I want. I want time. Like you, you could find out that the government planted evidence. We've there's been Innocence Project documentaries where they found that people planted evidence you know uh there's there, there's uh different documentaries on netflix where uh still people know what's
1: going on with with making a murderer
0: people and i've never watched that i don't know what's what yeah it's i still so never watched good. it um Uh, There's still there's still stuff where the people in the government investigators have actually had to go to prison for a couple of years because they found that they planted evidence in places. So I don't even trust the DNA evidence. And I could do life in prison with that, I guess, because you could find out eventually that the person planted
1: evidence, you know, you know how we could have a death penalty. How's that? If the prosecutors and the jury and the judge get it wrong and they kill an innocent person and it's later proven that they do, then they get the death penalty. So you like, you can only do it if you're like 100% sure. Then that's like an eye for a, for a lot of eyes. I mean. You know, a bunch of them. But I,
0: I, you'd have to be willing <clears> to take that risk. That does lay out a pretty good incentive
1: structure. I mean, I think that's the best. I'm not entirely against like, it. I am so confident that you are the one who killed all these kids in this school that I'm willing to risk my own life on being wrong. I think that's the only fair way well, there, to do it.
0: And there is a problem when you have a video of something like, you know, that this guy Cruz was the person who killed a bunch of people at Stoneman Douglas high school, which is terrible. We know that. It's yeah. An awful. Does tragedy. the guy deserve to die? Yes. And I hope he burns in hell. Mm. All right. But still, you can't do it for him because then you open the door up to all sorts of other malarkey out there, which they, which they already do it in, in Florida and a lot of other states. We know that. Uh, but I guess we're just arguing against the death penalty. They still have the death penalty in Florida. He's not arguing to reinstate the death penalty. He just wants to make it easier.
1: I just think someone has to take the other side of the bet. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a no. It's then a it good. Be,
0: it's a good idea. Would, I
1: like it. Then I think you would truly only basically get those that are like 128,000 percent confident.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like I think in this case there would be people willing to put their life on the line to say, yeah, I really think that this guy did it.
0: It'd be I, tough to figure out, uh, to make sure, you know, if you found out someone was innocent, um, it'd be tough to incentivize anyone to work towards proving whether or not someone was actually innocent or guilty because, uh, there'd be a lot of people riding on that decision, making sure that doesn't actually happen. Yeah. You a, know,
1: Hey, it's an idea.
0: No, I mean, it's, it, it lays out the proper,
1: uh, some of the proper incentive structures for sure. Okay, honestly, we should just go back to old fashioned dueling. You know, <laughs>
7: that's not
1: right. USC—that's yeah, the uh, University of, of Southern California. A lot of California mm-hmm. today in dumbbly, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, the University of Southern California, USC, will no longer use the word "field" <laughs> over racist connotations. The University of Southern California School of Social Work will no longer use the word "field." in his curriculum, saying it may have racist connotations. (laughs) USC's Suzanne (laughs) Dwark-Peck. Charlie, have you heard this before right now? I have not. I can tell how surprised you are. (laughs) Social Work said the change was critical to support anti-racist social work and inclusivity. The department specifically decided to remove the word field from its curriculum and replace it with practicum. According to the letter, which was dated Jan 9 and shared to Twitter, quote, this change supports anti-racist, racist social work practice by replacing language that would be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language. <laughs> language can be powerful in phrases such as going into the field or field work." <laughs> Maybe maybe have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. So, oh man, <clears throat> especially when, especially when the slaves take the field this weekend for the playoffs, and that's it's all come full it's all, circle. Yeah, that makes sense now. They're bought and sold and traded by these owners, and they play on a field. As I said, where they sometimes die and have to be resuscitated.
0: I'm going to hold true on my idea that if the government wants to take over something, let them fully take over the universities. Because they basically already have, and if they could go ahead and finish running those things into the ground, I think that would be great. I really do.
1: It's like so much virtue signaling. It's like, look at what we're doing. But it's so stupid. I know. I know. It's not even... It, they, no one cares about this. It, it doesn't change anything.
0: Normally a virtual signal needs to be something that someone cares
1: about. No, it's 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 a way for them to say, look at what we're doing. We're even better than you. Yeah. Because silence is violence. True. So now they're actually they're they're doing so. They're removing words. Now what about it's so the word field
0: has to be associated with slavery. Nothing else. Yeah. Like farming, just in general, the way that people have stayed alive forever. There's no other thing. That it could possibly be associated
1: with, it's slavery. That's it. Yeah, when your dad's in the field, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what it is. It's just like slavery. USC says they are joining other universities across the nation and making changes to their institution to quote honor and acknowledge inclusion and reject white supremacy, anti-immigrant and anti-blackness ideologies. We are committing to further align our actions, behaviors, and practices with anti-racism and anti-oppression. Which requires taking a close and critical look at our profession, our history, our biases, and our complicity in the past and current injustices. I think they should get rid of the college. <laughs> they should. The you know why? The institution itself is racist. And requiring anyone to have a degree in anything is inherently racist because it was only white people that used to be able to go to college. So we should just get rid of – plus, they have a football field. Mm-hmm. On their campus. Now, there's USC track and field. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: they're, uh, they got to get rid of that track and practicum. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, (laughs) when you see the players take the practicum, (laughs) you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) This is, now, what about the campus? It's
1: not field hockey. It's practicum hockey. (laughs) What
0: about, what about campus though, Charlie? (laughs)
1: <laughs> what does campus mean in latin all right more meanings for uh campus is uh plain or field <laughs> field field the other. Okay. word cool cool
0: just making sure yeah. <laughs> they gotta get rid of that too. Luckily no one probably no one at the university is getting enough education to think all the way through that no, one. No. I guess
1: not so on that's campus fine. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say the word field on this campus. <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: god.
8: Protection
5: Lutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickAss.com.
0: What is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the uh, the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year. So we're going to be covering each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won Dumb Bleep of the Year. And the person who submitted that specific Dumb Bleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumb
1: Bleep of the Year. All right, this is from the New York Post. Death... Of shot Clinton aide with Epstein ties found tied to a tree ruled suicide, despite no gun (laughs) at the scene. That's awesome. The mysterious death of an aide to President Bill Clinton with ties to Jeffrey Epstein has been officially ruled a suicide, despite there being no sign of a weapon near the body. Mark Middleton, 59, who served in the Clinton White House in the 1990s, was found dead on uh, Heifer, Ranch, Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas, on May 2nd in 2022. Almost one year after Middleton's death, a police report obtained by the outlet this week revealed that the Little Rock businessman was discovered with a gunshot wound to the chest and an extension cord tying his neck to a tree. <laughs> That's not funny mm-hmm. for the guy. No. Okay. But they ruled this a suicide. Could you, well, I know what happened. This guy was so depressed. Mm -hmm. He shot himself in the chest. And when he didn't die after like 15 minutes, he's like, well, that didn't do it. Let me get this electrical cord and tie myself to a tree.
0: He went to a completely different location because they couldn't find a gun anywhere (laughs) around there. Um, Left the gun or he took it and he threw it in a lake or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then, yeah, hung himself with an extension cord.
1: Uh, notably, Lawson's account, the the deputy, Lawson, from the Perry County Sheriff's Department, his account includes that while officers located a gun case and three boxes of buckshot in Middleton's BMW SUV, there was no weapon in sight. Though the father of two worked for his family's HVAC business in the years before his death, he previously enjoyed a high-flying lifestyle as special advisor to Clinton and assistant to his chief of staff. Middleton notably signed late... uh Notably signed late pedophile Epstein into the White House seven of the 17 times he visited the residence. He also reported to have flown on Epstein's infamous Lolita Express jet. Hmm.
0: What a tragic. Matt's got a good idea. He tied the gun to a bunch of balloons and they took it down and then the balloon got shot down by a missile. Mm hmm. Now that yeah that makes sense. Okay there you go some raccoons helped him. that there maybe raccoons grabbed the gun and ran off with it I'm telling you man those
1: things mm-hmm. are bandits I might be the first to say it here Middleton didn't kill himself Yeah
0: probably very first to
1: say that How many people have died that have been tied to the Clintons It's too many Dude have you ever did you ever watch House of Cards It's kind of crazy Did you watch watch House of Cards I got through I think some of season 2 like first and second season
0: it's good. Yeah. It's definitely written about the Clintons. like. But I hated. or It's like the basis. It's not about the Clintons, but it's, yeah, it's about the Clintons. It's
1: about the Clintons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It> <laughs> is. You don't want to say that.
0: No. And I- we're not saying that either, by the way. And by the way, neither one of us are suicidal.
1: Mm-mm. Not any more than usual. How many people close to the Clintons have to die of suicide before something happens? How- should ask ChatGPT. How crazy is this? I mean, how many people has it been now? At least five or six. Yeah. It can't be a coincidence at this point. It's you know, funny is I knew that we would get to
0: this and I thought about researching this earlier and I forgot to do it. I was like, I bet it's going to get to how many people have died that were close to the Clintons. Did you hear there's a war there a war going on?
1: Mm, I
0: think so, yeah. Did you hear about that stuff? Oh, yeah. uh, we accidentally skipped ahead. There's a few parts to this. Okay. First off, we'll go from Ed Krasenstein. Ed time. Do you want to read this one, Chuck, or you want me to do it? Sure. Okay, go ahead.
1: So, Trump hid in an underground bunker while Americans protested in the streets. President Biden flew into the middle of a war in Kyiv, Ukraine, on President's Day and walked the streets as air raid sirens blared. If you can call that walking.
0: We'll talk yeah. about the air raid sirens. One man
1: stands for world freedom and peace while the other stood only for his narcissistic self. (sighs) No, I mean, I think Trump is a narcissist, that's for sure. Sure. So is Biden. Yeah. Yeah, two narcissists going at each other there.
0: So statistically, there's a very high statistical chance that if you get to that point, you you are a narcissist or a psychopath or (laughs) something like that. Like, it's not easy for good people to make it to that point. Most of the time, the good people end up um, suiciding themselves on the way there, like that Clinton aide, you know. (laughs) Not saying he was a good person. Okay, let's talk about the air raid thing. When he was there on President's Day, he walks out, and there are air raid sirens going off Charlie. Mm -hmm. And that's just how brave the president is, that even as... Ukraine was sounding its air raid sirens, meaning they thought there was an imminent bombing attack from Russia. Missiles. Missile attack from Russia. He just walked out there like nothing was going on. He didn't care. He's got his aviators on. Who it's cares? Like he was
1: walking on water almost.
0: To be honest, he probably had no clue what was going on. He was walking to a little dot he was supposed to go stand at. That was about it. But here's, here's what that sounded. Probably couldn't
1: even hear the sirens. Is <laughs> what that sounded like.
0: So brave it's brave heart man got a freaking william wallace over here geez <laughs> oh so good now the thing is uh, cnn accidentally mentioned the fact that like oh right when uh, we, we've been Biden here was- I've been here for a while um, I haven't heard air raid sirens. Days, I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was,
1: was just. So you're saying it was planned.
0: If they weren't planned, everyone in the Secret Service and everyone needs fired like immediately. Yeah. You don't just have the president of the U.S. walking around while you think someone's about to bomb you. It's not a thing yeah. that happens. It's clearly planned. They let Russia know in advance that he was going. It was fake. It's all fake. <laughs> it's fake. It's all fake. <laughs> but it still works. Very brave. You can't I'm make this you, stuff man. up. So I'm telling you, he's brave. NATO tweeted out, this is propaganda going hard right now. The Krasensteins, there's two of them, the Ed and uh, Brett or something like that. God awful. At every, Just terrible. They're twins, I'm pretty sure. They've got to be getting paid by the, by the White House. There's like a list of social media influencers that are paid. <laughs> and we've talked about, like that Brooklyn dad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's paid to, to do this. NATO says, Ukraine is hosting one of the great epics of this century. We are Harry Potter and William Wallace. The Navi and Han Solo... We're escaping from Shawshank and blowing up the Death Star. We are fighting with the Harkonnens and challenging
1: Thanos. This is so. Putin has a big hammer. Is what you're saying? <laughs> this is not a.
0: <laughs> this is not a movie. This is supposed to be an actual war. That's like actually violent, you know? Because
6: mm-hmm.
0: wars are. I, okay, Magoo says they have a point. This this is all baloney theatrics yes this is as fake as those things isn't it mm. we were talking about this was it you and i talking about this earlier or me and someone else but i think the u.s and russia are both cool with this i think it's good for both of them they mm. get to both have their little afghanistan they can drum up support on both sides you know spend a bunch of money wash a bunch of money here and there russia's economy is barely taking a hit from the whole thing they're going to partner up with china i think it I think they are both totally fine with this. Honestly, I
1: think Ukraine is too. Like, <laughs> hey, you're not going to use any nukes, are you? Yeah, we won't either. Yeah. We'll just keep this going.
0: We're going to go with more of this. Charlie from Drew
1: Pavlo. Pav. Pav-, Pav- Pavlo. Pavlo. Pa- Pavlo dog. I don't know. Pavlo's dog. Sure. Zelensky and Biden are fighting the same war against racism and imperialism as Malcolm and Martin. <laughs>
0: Malcolm X and Martin Luther
1: King—they look exactly the same it's too. It's basically the same thing.
0: Now, anywhere else, this would be like kind of a racist thing to say, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, Never mind the fact that like Ukraine is full of Nazis. <laughs>
0: what, yeah. what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that this was. I
6: <laughs>
0: so I brought Uh-oh. this graphic here. Is a bunch of screenshots uh, pre. Start to the war, February, uh, whenever, when it, was it last year when this happened? It was 2022, right? Yeah, yeah. February 2022. Listen. So in, prior to that, the whole, all the media knew that Ukraine had a big Nazi problem. A lot of Nazi problems out there. I mean, from all the, the big papers and publications, you see anything that stands out, what's worth,
1: um, you, oh, maybe the Nazi flag, the well, okay, yeah, yeah. flag, and an American flag?
0: <laughs> that stands um, out. Far-right extremists in Ukrainian military bragged about Canadian training. Let's see, from BBC, Ukraine underplays role of far-right in conflict.
1: Here's FBI, neo-Nazi militia trained by U.S. military in Ukraine, now training U.S. white supremacists. Great. Yeah. That's good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds march in Ukraine, an annual tribute to Nazi collaborator. Uh, violent anti-Semitism is gripping Ukraine and the government is standing idly by. You you get the thing, okay? And they're also comparing this to uh, a fight against racism and imperialism. Mm-hmm. The, oh, that's pretty crazy. And then on top of that, we'll throw in one more. This is all Ukraine-Russia propaganda and we got to get scooting. mm
1: I know, it's my fault. Okay.
0: This guy deleted this tweet, but you you
1: can go ahead. All right, Jason J. Smart. Boycott New York Rangers Russian goalie Igor. Igor uh Sh-
0: all named Igor? I'm sorry. Apologies to everyone out there listening that's a named Igor.
1: Them, it's like John in Russia. Okay, Igor. I got gotcha. you. Igor and Igor. Yeah. Uh, Shosturkin has a giant Russian Army Z on his face mask. I have read the explanation that it is sideways. It's a sideways in, but let's be honest, it's a Z which shows support for the Russian war effort. Disgusting.
0: <clears throat> it's literally a sideways N. The top of his helmet says NYR on the top of his helmet, but mm. it's sideways, so it looks like a Z. This guy's serious about this. I went through his Twitter Z page. For Zelensky. It's Z <laughs> that's what it
1: is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Russian, but he supports <clears throat> Ukraine. Z for Zelensky. Yeah. I you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, that, uh, that tweet uh, is gone, but thanks to, I believe, Costco for sending over the screenshot of that. It was uh, worth it. Aaron Reed says, we told you this would happen. They're going after Obergefell, gay marriage, and gay parents in Oklahoma. You didn't think this would stop at trans people, did you? There's a little picture of a baby foot committed some kind of Baby foot crime. It's a slippery show. Getting footprinted. An Oklahoma judge just transferred... Here's the headline. Uh, we're going to need like a flow chart to go over this one, okay? I'm going to warn you. An Oklahoma judge just transferred a lesbian mom's parental rights to her son's sperm donor.
1: What? I know what you're thinking. This is overturning. What? This is a this is overturning a Bergefell. Just sure. transfer a
0: lesbian mom's parental rights to her son's sperm donor. No, read that again. I still didn't get it. Well, I might give you a little bit more explanation, and but we're not gonna. Okay, by the way, this place, nineteenth uh, news. Um, probably 19th I'm probably nineteenth amendment. Betting your trusted source for contextualizing
1: the news. That's what they are. So they can't get fact checks for. For context.
0: Chris Williams is a lesbian. It's Chris with a K. Williams is a lesbian. And that means she won't be seeing her son anytime soon.
1: Because she's a lesbian?
0: Apparently. (laughs) That is the official ruling. He said, lesbian. (laughs) I'm sorry, the judge was a woman. On Monday, Oklahoma County District Judge Lynn McGuire ruled that Williams had failed to adopt her son and had forfeited her parenting rights to his sperm donor, the son, which I don't know how inconsiderate these people can be, but I don't know if their son is officially declared being a male. Uh, His, yeah. Yeah, that seems wrong. Okay, don't worry, we're going to clear this all up. So Williams, the lesbian, losing... The rights to her son. Advocates say Williams' Oklahoma
1: female judge.
0: Yeah, advocates say Williams' case may test the bounds of equal marriage laws in Oklahoma and beyond. According to Williams, that's the lesbian. She and her ex-partner, Rebecca Wilson. Now Williams is the is the lesbian mom who's losing the rights to her son. The other mom. Her ex-partner, Wilson plan to have their son and found a sperm donor whose last name is Vaughn on a paternity website together. The two married Wilson and Williams girls, both of them married together
1: while Wilson was pregnant. Okay. Wilson's not the mom in this story. She's the partner. No, Wilson is
0: actually the birth mother.
1: And the partner to the mom, Williams.
0: Is Williams. Yes. Who has no biological relationship to the kid. Okay? I'm not saying that that's the only thing that matters or anything. Sperm donor is uh, the biological father. Apparently didn't sign one of those things saying that you wouldn't have any uh, rights to the kid. In most states, married couples are presumed parents of children born within those unions. I got questions about that. Williams said she and Wilson raised the child for two years, but the couple split bitterly in 2021, and Wilson moved in with Vaughn bitterly. Remember that. Uh, So Wilson, the birth mother, moved in with Vaughn, the birth father. The sperm donor. And took the child with her. She argued that Williams is
1: not the child's mom. It sounds like Williams is not the child's mom. I... I don't even think Maury has to tell us. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Do we only have to do a test? Do we? They should still go on Maury, though. They should. That would be a great episode.
0: Williams says, I don't feel like we should have to adopt our own children. Now, Williams is the person who married a woman who was pregnant and then divorced the woman who had the baby and left to go be with the biological father. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, I don't feel we should have to adopt our own children. Uh, If I was a
1: man... I love how she started Mm. it by saying, I don't feel like... I can't dispute that now, (laughs) can I? It is correct that you don't feel like this. Yeah.
0: If I was a man, nobody would come back and, you know, question whether that child was mine or not. Um... You mean like if you were the the man, like with the with the stuff that went in the thing, other stuff created the stuff, you know, and the and the and the thing came out (laughs) with the stuff. Is that (laughs) this is is so dumb? Oh, I thought she was the lesbian
1: mom though.
0: Yeah, way down in the article, very end of it, very end of it, the birth mother. Has alleged that Williams was abusive towards her, and that she's removing Williams from her son's life for her son's safety. Uh, during the divorce proceedings, Wilson was granted an emergency victim protective order that barred Williams, uh, the victim, uh, lesbian mother in this case, barred Williams from contact with her and the child. That order was extended. Williams denies the abuse and says it's irrelevant to the question of parental rights. Let's
1: they're, move on. They're coming for it all. This is still number that's, seven. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> the biggest thing for, is... That, that means they're coming for gay marriage itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know if you heard that, but that's what that explanation they're was. They're overturning it all. <laughs> yes. And as, this is coming from a news source that is known... <laughs> for their unbiased contextualizing. Yes. Reporting. They contextualize things like no other.
0: Oh. Transferred lesbian moms from the rights to her son's parents. Okay. Um, we're going to go, we're going to stay with the family here for a second. For number seven,
1: real quick, though. That was like real quick. the hardest, dumbest <laughs> thing ever had to go through.
0: Let's talk about this uh, Disney Plus cartoon, which is, oh, it's weird how that flowed together demanding reparations. <laughs> do believe number eight. How about that? That's pretty cool. I wanted to see if this is popular. Costco posted a screenshot. I got a more updated one. Um 10% average audience score for Proud Family, the Proud Family, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how you know something is just going to be God freaking <laughs> awful. 100% from Rotten Tomatoes. Do we
1: get to watch this? Is this something we get to 10%? watch?
0: 10%. Oh, great. Let's look at this clip from Proud Family. This is a Disney Plus cartoon. This is a cartoon for children. Okay.
9: This country was built on slavery, which means slaves slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. Built this country, the descendants of slaves. Built, built, built this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white, white supremacy, supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built, built this country. country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New York. Washington. Washington, forty acres and a mule. We'll take the forty acres, keep the mule. We, we made, made your, your family rich. rich from the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents the
3: illuminati the new world order slaves, slaves built, built this country. country we had
9: tubman turner frederick d not they say lincoln freed the slaves but
3: slaves were meant
6: and women and
9: only we can free ourselves emancipation, emancipation is not freedom jim crow segregation redlining public schools feeding private prisons where we become slaves again as we celebrate juneteenth For the
0: i can't anymore can't finish it. i can't
1: anymore after that <laughs> oh yeah this is something this is something. That's um that's number eight. And again, I will always say this. I think the history of slavery is atrocious. That is a very brave thing to me to say, yeah, Charlie. I do. And I and I can't believe now this coming from a company, by the way, whose founder, Walt Disney, actually created racist cartoons <laughs> when it first started. Never. So now I guess they're atoning for their sins. It's like how could you be employed by Disney to create this cartoon and do the voiceover work and everything and not realize that the company you're working for was founded by a racist. This is
0: actually I mean this is a, this is a lot of people who want to get rid of their Tesla, their racist Tesla so they can buy a Volkswagen. Didn't they you know,
1: didn't they have to put warnings on like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons? they've had to they put warnings take, on a they bunch of stuff. take them down, yeah, but they had to put warnings on them they've put it on a bunch of old stuff it's yeah like, it's,
0: it's like, not even like it's like it's not even that okay they're hypocritical from stuff from seventy years sixty years ago they made it's still just a stupid idea, and it shouldn't be uh something i mean I guess if you want your kids to watch that that's fine that's totally fine, uh, but that is a terrible thing to drill in the kids' heads and um all the stuff, I mean, I want to know. I want to go outside and go. Uh, I'm like, I get the idea. Slaves built this country. I get it. It was just beat into our heads. All right. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's entirely accurate. Um, when you look at the economics of the, the North and the South, the South was actually in pretty tough condition. and uh, The more slave, I wouldn't say slave free. Those slaves around there, we know that. Well, they were in better financial condition. And also, dude, what, where did I, like, okay, they built this thing. Where is it? Can I go see it? It's gone. It fell apart. Okay? It rotted. It's gone. Yeah. So I don't give two shits about it. All right? Sorry. I don't.
1: All right,
8: next and thing. It is
0: disgusting that
1: we're, that we're doing this to kids.
8: On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day.
7: And become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because i know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are i never would have found
1: the ideas of liberty
8: you can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining free talk lives amps program on patreon for as little as five dollars a month and you'll get access to special perks visit amps.freetalklive.com amps.freetalklive.com
0: Free Talk Live. What's up, all of our Liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. In this hour, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering the Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash, dash Dash.org. This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the uh, the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year. So we're going to be covering each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner... Will get a trophy that says that they won Dumbbleep of the year. And the person who submitted that specific Dumbbleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumbbleep of the year. Dumbbleep number two is a group called It's the Guns. Mm. So we have the shooting we've been talking about all week here in Nashville. Right here, close to home. Number two is going to be people blaming the guns. We'll have some videos. We'll have some tweets. Let's show what we got. Here's the first one posted saying uh, from Sawyer Hackett. I don't know who that is. Here's Tennessee Governor Bill Lee three years ago next week announcing permitless open carry of firearms. And then they post uh, some misinformation but just incorrect information probably right after it happened at least five children and three adults were shot in his state today somehow i don't even have to play the video that's just him uh, announcing that they're going to have permitless Mm -hmm. open carry um in in what way is this tied to this shooting can someone tell me yeah i mean it's his fault it is because if the shooter would not have been able to open carry those weapons from her car to the doors that she shot through. This never would have happened. No, she
1: would have never tried it.
0: No. Yeah. Th- that kind of reaching for stupid things to say is why this makes it into Dumb bleep. Mm-hmm. Next thing, we're going to play a few clips from The View. Oh, yes. First thing, Whoopsie Goldberg is wearing a shirt that says Thoughts and Prayers. And it's crossed out. And at the bottom, it says Policy and Change. So, no thoughts and prayers, not a thing. Policy and change. We are the Almighty. We can fix all of these things. Uh, so, that goes to part of it. Uh, let's play a few clips.
9: I would be willing to say, why don't we put in place trainings, background checks, mental health screenings to be able to have? One? Why
3: are we compromised? It, well, why it, are we? And you know what I'm. Go. You know what I'm tired of. I, I don't mean to, no, to no. be rude to, to, to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of trying to find a way to justify mm-hmm. you being able to keep 75 guns in your house. Mm-hmm. I am tired of trying to figure out a way but, and, to to say, listen. We have rules and regulations. The Constitution is very clear. Scalia changed the meaning of what yes, the Constitution he did. says. Well, and in- Scalia changed it in-
0: <laughs> okay, there's one t- I didn't know that. yeah, Scalia changed it. He wrote it he wrote it in When a judge does something you don't like, that means that that judge changed the meaning of what the Constitution says because you know. Exactly what the Constitution says and means, based on your uh, stupid emotions. That's so that you have. Yeah. Here's Joy Behar. Also, I
1: love when she's like, "I don't mean to be rude and interrupt," <laughs> but know. but I'm going to be rude and but, interrupt. But I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah, it's. A, she said with all due respect. Yeah,
3: yeah. By the way, thank you, Joe Biden, for trying to to put the, the ban on those assault weapons. Which I should also point out that after a mass shooting in Australia in 1996 they enacted a man- mandatory gun buyback and collected 700,000 privately owned guns. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Since then, there has been just one mass shooting, which was four people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and gun homicides have decreased by 60 percent. It can be done. It can be done. I wish they would stop jumping around and dancing around everything. But the guns, it's well, the it's, guns.
0: The, it's the guns. It is the guns. The thing that I found really annoying about this, and I still have to get some more data from Australia, but here's an important thing to note. Before, earlier in this clip, or not in this clip, but in the previous clip, they used the 130 mass shootings statistic. I think 132 is the number that we saw the other day. And then they talk about Australia and how they've only had one mass shooting. Now, oddly enough, the one mass shooting in Australia is, that number comes from them counting mass shootings, as four or more people killed indiscriminately in a public setting uh, by someone that they didn't know, not domestic dispute, not criminal activity, not gang violence. It's the Violence Project number.
1: The true stat, I would the, say.
0: The stat. And so that is true that of those, Australia has had one of them. But earlier, they said the US had had 132 using a completely different metric for measuring mass shootings. And if you use the same Australia metric, well, then they would have said three. Now, that's for this year. They would have said three for the United States instead of 132. They're literally using different metrics between the two. I also read some interesting articles from Newsweek and a bunch of other places saying Australia actually has more guns now than they used to. They're just legal guns. They did the, the forced buyback. Uh, but if you look at the, the gun imports in Australia, it's actually way more. Uh, than it was before that. And they still have mass shootings. It's just a lot of the the criminal activity and stuff, which is what's included in the U.S.'s 132 number.
1: Uh, He said a lot of folks are against gun regulations because they won't work. I'm against them because they will. Look at Australia. Their gun laws worked. They took away the guns, and then they were able, during COVID, to lock you in your homes or take you to prison, essentially, if you didn't comply with government Uh, law that was wrong by the way government regulation that ended up being wrong look what happens throughout history when they do actually take the guns away it's like okay maybe we saved let's say a thousand kids which a thousand kids i don't want any kids to be murdered or harmed in any way Mm -hmm. i have a kid of my own but then how many millions of people died after that
0: yeah (laughs) you know it's How many? Just like deciding you're going to stop people from dying from COVID, but not pay attention to all of the other societal factors that could end up leading to people dying when you do that, mm-hmm. like unemployment and deaths of despair, things like that. Yeah. Uh, one more clip here from the View, and then I promise. Not to
1: mention that yeah, Australia has the population of New York City. <laughs> it's uh, it's
0: thirty <laughs> million, I think, in Australia. Yeah. So more like California but is still. the uh, is the number. All right.
1: There are certain guns you
3: have. I don't have a tank. Right. I can't go and buy a tank. Right.
7: I can't yeah, buy can. I can. a flamethrower.
3: Can you buy that? Can thing, you buy I can't can. buy any of those. None of the AR-15s have no use in normal daily None. life. None. No, None. Not. And again... I don't say give up all your guns. I don't know why you have to have fifty eleven of them, but maybe you do. But I want to know that you've got them. Because I want to be sure that I'm aware of what's going on in my periphery. And if you're not willing to do that, then we all have a problem. Telling people to put our uh, arm...
0: Okay. <clears throat> That's enough. few things there. The tank. You can't get tanks, right? I mean, yeah. is that... Okay. Flamethrower? You can... You can buy flamethrowers. I don't know who needs to know this. Uh, apparently, Joe Biden needs to know this also because he just said this yesterday, the day before, or whenever it was, that you couldn't buy a flamethrower. Those are literally – those are illegal, I believe, in California. And I'm going to name another state. I think maybe it's Maryland. You can definitely buy a not a flamethrower. You can buy those. You can also buy flamethrowers. <laughs> There's I, I've even seen fact, fact checks. And in, in fact, I posted them out. I just posted one on Twitter earlier uh That was incorrect. You can buy those things. You can get machine guns, whatever people want to, all guns are machines, if you ask me, but I guess they mean automatic weapons, so of course you have to go through approval for that kind of thing. Um and then she says, if you're going to have that many guns, like, I want to know that you have those. You know who else wants to know? The government that wants to take away all of your rights. They want to know exactly who has all of those mm-hmm. guns as well. Yeah. And in fact, they already do because you still got to go through background checks for all of these things in the first place. Okay. I know that there's not a national gun registry, I guess, or anything, but... Um, like they don't have the data. There's no data, apparently, yeah. on this thing. Okay. So those are the view. We're still inside of a Dumb bleep number 2, Charlie called it's the guns here's one uh, from whoever the heck this person is Ukraine flag, American
1: flag, rainbow flag (laughs) Uh, he tweets I hope it was Republicans that lost their lives one good thing about gun violence is occasionally wipes out a full Republican families in one fell swoop I would like to thank congressional Republicans and the NRA
0: yeah that's great deserved it that's great okay that rounds out number two it's the guns this is Joseph R. Biden, the president, talking to Cal Penn, who is most famous for being in the Harold and Kumar movies, and the president tells a story about his epiphany on when he knew that he was in favor of gay marriage.
2: I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now?
7: I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. When I, was a, I was a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad. He said, "Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> it's simple. They love each other, and it's never been. It's it's it's, it's never been. It's, he's never, having he's having
1: real he's having a lot of trouble coming up with w- ways to corroborate with, the lie with the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, what did we talk about before this interview? Now, when
0: Calpin asked him." You know, I want to know about your evolution on gay marriage. I think what he meant was, you know, when you were the vice president, you were still against gay marriage. Can you talk to me about how this happened? And he's like, oh, it was when it was in 1961. That was when I knew that this was okay. And Cal Penn's like, what? That's his what face? Surely that had to be going through his head
1: cal because obama was against gay marriage in 2008 cal Penn was there he left the tv show house to work
0: in the obama administration which was officially against gay marriage and Biden's sitting here telling him who was there that he had always been in favor of it just you know, it's simple you can just it's simple it's crazy how you can revise history
3: try to avoid nuance senator do you support gay marriage
7: no, Barack Obama, nor I support redefining from a, from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. That is basically a decision to be able to be left to the face and people who practice their face determination, the what you call it. The bottom line, though, is... It- I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act. Where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. Awkward,
0: right? You would think. I wanted to double check, though, the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which, just to make sure, Biden did in fact vote uh, for that <laughs> as well. But anyway, it was when he was in high school and he saw these two well dressed men kissing. That's simple. So now you have to believe that Biden was in favor of gay marriage, knew that it was right, knew that it was two people who loved each other, and voted against it or in favor of outlawing it or whatever his whole political accru- career so he could stay in power. And so, therefore, he's a person who, even though he knew it was wrong, he did whatever he needed to do to stay
1: in power. The, the truth of the answer is, I became, I became in favor of when the polls shifted. Mm-hmm. 2012 the willingness to just the problem is he'll outright
0: lie about this and all the politicians a lot of politicians do this he'll outright lie to someone first off who was in the obama administration he's talking to the to a person um he was like a
1: communications director or something, something like, like that, that right?
0: I, yeah i can't yeah. remember exactly what it was i don't think he was there for long um he'll outright lie to that person and on tv and they'll have a real conversation about a fake situation that didn't happen. And everyone is going to act like it's the truth, even though everyone knows it isn't the truth. This is one of my favorites. Reparations, going to be number five. But more specifically, here is the Debt Collective replying. The Debt Collective is this group on Twitter that just talks about how you shouldn't have to pay debt. Essentially, all the debt is bad. We should cancel all of it. You shouldn't need to pay anything. And so Tim, oh, Tim, asks a question. You constantly post about forgiving debt. What are some things you feel people should have to pay their debts on? Okay, let's entertain that question. What You always think people should have their stuff canceled. What's something you think people should have to pay for? And they respond with reparations. They they mess. I'm sure this is just an oversight on their part. The debt collective. What should people have to pay their debt on? I know this is tough, but you should pick something that is a debt that people chose uh, to go into. If you're going to say that they should pay a debt. You don't just choose something that no one has ever agreed to or has any responsibility for at all. All right? But that's what they did. It's not any of your medical debt. I get that. Probably wasn't by choice. We can't help that things happen sometimes. It's not your, not even your car payment. You know, you can't help that you chose that car. You could have chosen a cheaper one. You know that. But you wanted that one. Let's be honest. And so it's more money and it's tougher to pay for. yours. college of course, you had to get that, whatever the worthless degree was. It might even be worth, it might be, even be a good degree, but you went too soon and you got a degree that you don't really care about anymore because you don't want to do that. That's why my degree is worthless. I could go to a semester of college, probably might, might need a couple. That's called also called like a year of college. And um, I could go and I could be a teacher if I wanted to be. All right. Now, did I go get a worthless degree? No. Get hired as a teacher pretty easily. It's worthless to me because I don't want to be a teacher anymore because I hadn't fully decided what I wanted to do before I went to college, which is why I just I just left and I never went back. Therefore, I got a worthless college loan, a bunch of them. All right. Still paying on them right now. It's not that. That's not what you should have to pay for. It should be reparations. Something that you had nothing to do with because you never held any slaves and money that you should pay to people who were never slaves. And who responds to this tweet? None other than Nina Turner with not one or two but or three or four or five or even six, but seven fire emojis on Twitter. That is how on fire this idea was, that there is nothing in this life that you should have to pay for that you received, other than paying reparations to black people. That is the only thing that you owe as a human being, is money to her. That's it. You think we're done with reparations right now? No, because Nina Turner still existed another day this week, and so therefore we can still talk about her. That's great. Many of you saw this one. Black folks are not demanding reparations from white folks. I read that and I was like, whew, okay, good. Means I don't have to pay any BS reparations, right? The demand is for the United States government, whose economy was built on the labor of enslaved people, whose laws allow black codes, Jim Crow, and redlining To repay that debt. Okay. So it's not black people demanding reparations from white people. It's just from the United States government. Were there terrible things? Of course. Slavery? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black codes? Jim Crow? Of course. Really bad things. But where does the United States government get its money, Nina? And would you... Wouldn't you know it? She answered the question. Most of the time, she doesn't answer this question. But the problem is, here's, here's the deal. You're going to get the reparations from the government. Okay, well, the government's got to get its money from somewhere. It's either going to tax everyone, or it's going to borrow, or it's going to print. Those are the ways it's going to get money. This person says, who do you think funds the government, Nina? Nina and she responds with the government itself issues currency so who funds the government it's just going to issue the currency now let's think about this for a minute why do we pay taxes in the first place i hate this is people's fallback this is your mmt argument Like, oh yeah, I know that we can't possibly pay for this. I know we can't. We're just going to print the money for it. All right, so why are we still taxing people? You know, let's just stop. Let's just print all the money, right? Let's just deal with it that way. That's a great idea. I love it. So the government itself issues currency. You know what happens when the government issues currency and gives it directly out to people, especially when it gives it back directly to people in the form of payments that they can then immediately use. Inflation. Inflation happens to people. And wouldn't you know it, who is it that gets most affected by inflation? But poor people first. Those are the people who get affected first. I'm not saying that means that black people get affected first, but statistically that would be... But of course they'll have the money to pay for the extra inflation. So that's, so that's fine, except for when that money runs out. And then everyone else will have to not get... Listen, this is a recipe for absolutely destroying what is left of our country. If you have reparation printed money, you literally print funny money for black people to use at grocery stores, and then it leads to increased prices for everyone but only one group of people gets the extra money to use on things you it's done at that time i'm gonna start buying mres to put in the basement that i don't have okay i'll build a basement and i'll buy some mres i'm gonna put them down there at that time i kind of agree could we just do it and get it over with i'm sick you know let's just let's just get past that part so i can focus on how we rebuild afterwards right just became a collapsitarian right there
8: This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash dash dot org
0: what is up all of our liberty loving friends this is a special episode of dumb bleep of the year this is one of our recap episodes for the uh the voting for dumb bleep of the year so we're going to be covering each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Leap of the Year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won Dumb Leap of the Year, and the person who submitted that specific Dumb bleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumb bleep of the year. So number two is going to be the the great backtracking uh, right now. We've got three different individuals, so we'll have to roll through them pretty quickly. Science. We got, uh, we've got Fauci, uh, Randy Weingarten, and Justin Trudeau all working on backtracking lately and like saying silently <laughs> like no they're i mean they're out there saying i didn't do that like trudeau's like well, i never forced anyone to get vaccinated and weingarten's like i didn't want the schools to be closed <laughs> and fauci's like well i didn't you know show me one school that i shut down you know i didn't do it i didn't do anything about that i didn't have nothing to do about it. i saw a new babylon b article saying that um it said something about uh, dr fauci says that he wasn't responsible for shutting down any schools, and also he's never heard of COVID. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good article headline. <laughs> Define COVID. So Fauci in this New York Times piece, uh, a couple things. Now I know the big thing that people have been talking about is what he said about masking. He said that at a population level, masking doesn't work. It like reduces transmission by about ten percent, which is essentially nothing when you're. Uh, talking about a virus like this, but he did say, the reason I don't think it's the bombshell quote everyone thinks it is is because he does say that on the individual level, the masking does help and it does protect you, but the population just is not going to get it
1: right. It doesn't do anything. Um, And that's mainly because they don't wear masks right. Yes. They pull them down to talk. They're just not going to. Yeah.
0: So uh, one of these quotes here, when we're talking about the economy, now if everyone remembers right, I know this was such a long time ago, but do you remember how you were choosing profits over people? You remember that back when, when you wanted to keep the economy open, stuff like that? Um, so we're, we're talking about the economy here. Fauci says, certainly there could have been a better understanding of why people were emphasizing the economy. But when people say Fauci shut down the economy, it wasn't Fauci. Oh God, the third person stuff. <laughs> Jeez. The CDC. Was the organization that made those recommendations. I happen to be perceived as the personification of the recommendations. I don't know. Maybe it's because your full-time job was out out there propagandizing the people, you know, on behalf of the government.
1: Also, like, wasn't it your emails going back and forth <laughs> with other folks at the FDA like and CDC? To and pretend that he had nothing to NIH. do with this. Right.
0: Now now he can. He's got the, the ability to deny this because he actually was not in a position of power to make those decisions and and make those decrees but to pretend like he wasn't out there saying that this is what we needed to do He's, and that people weren't like uh he didn't know that people were listening to him and that he was directing public opinion and that the public opinion is important because the government slightly cares what the public thinks and that he was out there doing the work of all of these people in order to get the people behind actually locking down all yeah. of these places he knows That that's what he was doing. So he's gaslighting about his influence. Yes. Yeah. I happen to be perceived as a personification of the recommendations, but show. Uh,
1: That's because you are. (laughs) Because you were
0: literally out. Yes. But show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I (sighs) shut down. Never. I never did. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the CDC's recommendation and people made a decision based on that. But I never criticized the people who had to make the decisions one way or the other.
1: This mm. lack of accountability yeah. is so infuriating. It's so infuriating. Let me see.
0: I certainly think things could have been done differently and better on both sides. I mean, anybody who thinks that what we or anybody else said was perfect is not looking at reality. Nothing was done perfectly. But what I can say is that at least to my perception, the my emphasis, truth.
1: Yes. <laughs> my truth. is The
0: emphasis strictly on the science and public health. That is what public health people should do. Or that is what public health people should do. I'm not an economist. The CDC and prevention, this, the CDC, uh, is not an economic organization. So what infuriates me about this one is back in that time of you're putting profits over people, we were listening to what people like Fauci or people from the CDC were saying. It was mainly Fauci and they would come out there, come out here and say, this is what we need to do. We need to shut this stuff down. And anytime you would make an economic argument, then people would say oh you don't care about the science you don't care about what fauci's out there saying you put profits over people you want
1: you to, you want people to die and now fauci himself even if you questioned it <clears throat> yeah. by the way if you if, if you just brought a question that said hey there's more than one way people die and maybe we should take a bunch of different opinions into consideration <clears throat> before we just make emotional decisions yeah that was wrong you couldn't even question it And so now we've got the American Federation
0: of Teachers President. This is all still number two. We have nine officially today. Uh, American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten. And we will play a video from her, if you will remember uh, properly. In fact, well, we'll play a few videos because she is gaslighting the mother F out of everyone right now. Here we go.
10: Uh, I'm sorry, Congressman Raskin. I'm just we spent every day. From February on, trying to get schools open, we knew that remote education was not a substitute for opening schools, but we also knew that people had to be safe. And maybe it's because I live in New York City, I live near a hospital. Every other minute there was an ambulance. There was terror. Our members were terrified. Others were terrified. And what we were simply looking for was clear scientific guidance. And when we couldn't get it, we did it ourselves. And we worked with doctors, and we worked with others, and we just tried to get it out there.
1: Okay, now it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made an emotional decision, and now I can't take accountability for it.
0: Yeah, so the uh, the crazy part about this... Let me make sure I go to the right, the right thing. Yeah, she is actually able to annoyingly back this up. And let me, show you, let me show you how this worked. I'll play what she put out, which she then locked responses to, by the way. Uh, and, and even there's a, uh, let me see if I can find it. There's a community notes on here. She posts out here saying, Republicans on the House COVID subcommittee want you to think I wanted to keep schools closed. Here's what I actually said over and over again. And there's going to be a bunch of clips of her saying that we needed to open schools. Everyone get mentally prepared for that because from very early on, she was out there saying that uh, that remote learning is not the same and that we need to get people back in school. She was, in fact, out there saying that we will we will get to the contradiction uh, afterwards.
10: We want to go back. To in school. We need to actually get back to in person learning. I am a big believer this that we have death, to reopen safely and carefully. If you hear the frustration of my voice, mm-hmm, I do. we put out a plan at the end of April. The teachers want it. 76% of teachers say they're in for um, going to school because teachers want to teach kids. They want to go back to school. Yeah. They know that it's important for kids. We want schools to reopen. We know in-school learning is better than remote. We've been trying to get kids back into school throughout the country. and we-
0: Okay. This is where things like this become infuriating to me uh, because she was essentially out there holding people for ransom. She, this is the interesting part. She wants schools to reopen, right? And she's the, the president of the Teachers Union. Okay, so she's out there telling people, we want schools to open. So give us $300 billion and make sure that there's brand new ventilation put in every single school and make sure that everyone is able to keep six feet of social distance and make sure that if there is any type of community spread that the school can shut down immediately and make sure that all of these things are in there. We want schools to open. Extortion. And yes, thank you. Extortion. <laughs> and so she sets up this impossible standard that people can't follow and then goes out there and says, Hey, I'm the one that wants schools to open. So if you want schools to open, all you got to do is do this. And if you don't do this, then you don't want schools to open. I do. It's, <laughs> and so now she's able to play all of these things. Yeah. It's, uh, whoo, it's infuriating. I'll tell you what, uh, this is from July. Teachers Union consider strike over school reopenings. (laughs) Uh, There's plenty of things like this. Uh, Teacher Union chief, we have to trust experts, scientists to safely reopen our schools. That's in August of 2020. Uh, Reckless, callous, and cruel teacher's chief denounces Trump plan to reopen schools. Uh, That was from the guardian. And so essentially, like you said, she was trying to extort people on behalf of the teachers. We need to raise all the teachers pay. By X amount of percent, they had budget plans out there that were like $280 billion in additional funding uh, to do all of these COVID revamps to all of the schools, or they couldn't go back to any of the schools. And so, yeah, sure, she wanted them to reopen under her conditions. Mm -hmm. It's...
1: It's impressive. It is impressive. It's impressive. You got to hand it to her. <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. Okay. And what's weird is she, it's almost like she set all this up knowing there was going to be backlash later. So she made sure to say like, we want to open the schools. Yeah. So that she could have that clip. Exactly. There.
0: Uh, here's Justin Trudeau talking about vaccines. I think I can skip ahead a little bit in this if I remember correctly. So
5: maybe all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. This is recently. But I make a distinction, and I have always have, between someone choosing for personal reasons to choose not to get vaccinated and someone deliberately using misinformation to mislead and scare other people with so-called facts that aren't facts at all, that lead them to make a choice that endangers their lives and the lives of other citizens. So as Prime Minister, through the greatest public health crisis that we've faced in a hundred years in this country, since the Spanish flu, my responsibility was to keep as many Canadians alive as possible. And all of the scientists and the medical experts and the researchers, not just in Canada but around the world, understood that vaccination was going to be the way through this. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. And that's
1: so I, I didn't force you. No, I just wouldn't let you do anything else. And that, that's the other thing. Like he's <laughs>
0: able to, he's able to deny some type of accusation that he forced people to get vaccinated. It's just, you weren't able to travel. You couldn't even leave the country yeah. uh, you, and you couldn't work. Yeah. And, and so it's like, imagine.
1: So mm. think of this in another scenario that makes it even more egregious, in my opinion, imagine Trudeau, kidnapped a woman and kept her locked in his basement it looks like something he would do um he does i don't know seem like that allegedly yeah. i i'm not making any claims he, didn't say he has done it you no, just say just that he looks, looks, looks like, like a
0: guy who would do that yes mm-hmm.
1: and then you know he didn't ever rape her <laughs> but he wouldn't let her go outside unless she had sex with him yeah so like, i didn't force her to have sex with me <laughs> i would never do such a thing but no i wouldn't let her leave the basement unless she went outside That's that's the same principle, right? It's like, okay, I didn't force anyone to take a vaccine, but you couldn't be a human being unless you took it. You couldn't travel, couldn't eat in restaurants, couldn't go to the grocery store, couldn't walk down the street, couldn't do anything, couldn't be a human being. Everyone's
0: heard all the clips. There's a nice thread here of tons of clips of Trudeau talking about the consequences for not getting vaccinated and uh, all the... You know, basically all your rights that you would lose if you that's, didn't get yeah, vaccinated. They, you're right. They, so, they
1: wouldn't allow people to go to funerals. You, they told you that you were killing your grandma. They yep. all kinds of things. The United States is the same way. It's like, OK, we didn't force people to get vaccinated. However, we severely restricted your rights as a human being.
0: So that's number two. The great backtracking of some of our covid leaders. And you know what? wouldn't you just respect them more if they came out and said, yeah, this is what we did. Yeah. We did it to save people's lives. Damn it. 100%. That's why we did this. And it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, why not
1: just back up your position?
0: Right. It's so annoying to
1: me. And you could also say like, Hey, I was wrong at the time. I was trying to do the best I could do with the information that I had looking back on it. It obviously wasn't the right decision. I don't want to make this mistake in the future. You know, we need to learn from these mistakes Take some accountability like as human beings, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's the it's when you don't take accountability and want to be better in the future and you just want to be so defensive over your position as if I'm not wrong, you know, like take accountability for what happened and then be like, let's not make this mistake again and we can all be decent people. And then that would go over much better. It's like I always bring up the story of this, um, you know, the CEO of Domino's who came in. And I think when he came in, Domino's stock was at like less than $2 a share. They were failing miserably, about to go bankrupt. Oh, crap. How's this trade going? The first thing that this guy did, I can't wish I remembered his name. sweet. The first thing he did was he came out and and took accountability for how terrible Domino's was. Yeah. And he said, our our dough is terrible. The ingredients are terrible. Our service is terrible. We're not clean. All of these things. And then he... What did he do? Took responsibility for it and said, "Hey, we're going to clean up all these mistakes he did." Domino's became one of the fastest growing old chains out there, and now I think their stock's up at $400-$500 a share.
0: The, that's the difference in incentives in the free market. The businesses have to do this. They can't say, "Oh, we didn't do anything wrong, screw you," because they've got competition. The governments don't have any competition. Like uh I don't have it pulled up over Copperhead just said uh, the governments don't have Uh, the governments can't go out of business. And so when you are a government, you cannot admit that you are wrong because that means, I've I've gone through this a billion times, you can't admit that you're wrong because that means that you can be wrong, which means that people can question your authority because they know that there's a possibility you could be wrong. Therefore, you can never admit that you were wrong when it comes to something because that will undermine all of your power. All right, that was only number two. It's
1: 1214. Also, you (laughs) notice that people who tilt towards narcissism take these positions of power
0: of course (laughs) well they they're the the, ones that make it because it takes those traits to get to those places and the people that aren't narcissistic or psycho psychopaths or anything like that uh they they don't make it to those places very rare that like a good person makes it to that position because a bad person did things that bad people would do to get past all of the good people this is one that's been very viral over the last uh, day or so. Have you seen this I video? Haven't. Connor Boyack uh, posted it out and it went very viral. Connor is the one who does the Tuttle Twins. He's been on the show before. And uh, he, he, got, he posted this out here. A uh, Colorado 7th grader kicked out of class for Gadsden Patch because of slavery origins. Mm. Now, there is a video associated with this. Charlie, have you seen this video? I have not. Neither have I. Okay, here we go. And so let's see what happens.
10: you
4: Thank you. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So their, um, the reason that they do not want the
8: flag, the reason we do not want the flag that exactly, mm-hmm. is due to its origins with it's the slavery war. and
4: slave trade. That is what was. Um, that's the reasoning behind them, you know. Like the gas and blood. That don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the gas and blood. Okay. So he he um, he's. What's gonna happen if he doesn't take it up? He. I mean, he is
8: able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I was set, upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, oh. ah, so I asked if can you just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? Like, I just wanted to go back to class, the bag can't go back. It's okay. got a patch on it, because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying, and then he said you were close, so I was like,
4: oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the revolutionary war patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like, that wasn't... That's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of, like, the, um, the confederate... Pad, our confederate flag? <laughs> okay, I... So... I am here to enforce. No.
8: I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district. Okay. and definitely, you
4: have every right to not agree with it. I mean, because yeah, yeah. the yeah. ACLU says that he's allowed to wear that. If you like go on their website, it like says in big, so letters. letters. all all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches period like you said there's no patches allowed at the school you cannot display what you think or anything like that or what cheer or anything like that I I think it's like one sided you know because you allow some patches but not other Other patches patches,
0: okay so we get the idea
1: looks like mom set up a recording Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) very good very nice very good mom good job uh, so they say that they can't allow it uh, because of its origins with uh, slavery and the slave trade, it, which it doesn't it doesn't have any origins. Now, Gadsden, the guy
1: who I mean, uh, it is an antebellum flag prior to the Civil War. <laughs> so is the American flag.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK, That's uh, next. hang. You can see it in the video. That's next. Now, it wasn't the Betsy Ross flag hanging up there or anything, but I'm pretty sure that flag. Of course, he didn't have all the 50 states at that time. So maybe it's a little bit different. Uh, than it was at that time, but um, America was started when there was slavery. So I'm surprised they're allowing the American flag to be hung in that room. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the funnier thing is that the person who said it like, Oh, because of its origins with slavery and the slave trade, like she has no idea what she's talking about. Now Gadsden, I believe did have slaves, but once again, there's an American flag back there and we're in America. And in fact, basically every country that you go to, you'll be able to say the same thing. Uh, like the, what's the the flag in, in Britain, the Union Jack or whatever they call it, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just going to be able to say this about everything. You can't just pick and choose which ones you're not going to allow. She's right. The actual origins, when this was being used, they did carry it during the Revolutionary War. You know, you see people carrying flags out there. Old Betsy had her flag and old Gadsden's flag was out there
1: as well. Those racists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: so uh they yeah i'm gonna read the. they did let him back in after all the backlash and in fact let me also show you i think connor posted out another video or it was a screenshot the next day he went to school wearing
1: like like a revolutionary
0: war
5: (laughs) hat
1: nice Nice. But, but yeah, this reminds me that. of the Patriot. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool. Uh Anyway, totally ridiculous. And what a lot of people are pointing out online is that well, they allow uh, Black Lives Matter patch. If someone had a patch like that, they allow a um, the rainbow flag patch mm. or whatever. Uh So maybe we just shouldn't allow any of them out there, or maybe we should just allow whatever. Or can they set rules on what they want to allow and not allow? Can you? Have of course a, they can set rules on what they want to Can you have a hammer
1: and sickle patch? <laughs> you probably could. You probably could. No, no one problem. would say anything
0: about it. But yeah. if you wore a Nazi flag now, that'd be different. Because mm-hmm. they want people with super high death tolls. They don't want those little BS death tolls, you know. Right. They want as, as many people dead as possible, apparently. So anyway, totally ridiculous. I don't remember what dumb bleep number this was. Dumb bleep number 5 I, uh, I mean, I happen to be a big fan of the don't tread on me flag. Your license plate. <laughs> my my plate. It's literally the don't tread on me. Thank you, Tennessee, for Gaston. having really cool yellow license plates.
1: I guess, can you pull into a school parking lot?
0: Not that one. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm allowed to go anywhere in in Tennessee. But not in Colorado. But we got a gas and flag right there behind, behind Charlie. You can see it. There's even another one
1: right mm. over there. Surrounded by racism. <laughs> Just racism everywhere. Tom says he, have, he has one on his chicken coop. How about that? Yeah. On the chicken coop. Chickens want freedom. <laughs> better open up that <laughs> coop, Tom. That's,
0: that's sad. <laughs> sad for those chickens. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we already talked about all this. This was the article. Speaking of
1: chickens, I had a friend send me a meme that uh, circled the package of a chicken that says these chickens were raised in a stress-free environment. <laughs> yeah. And I said, if somebody told me that a cage was stress-free, I'd climb in.
0: I'd climb in that cage. I buy the nice. I buy the nice uh, eggs out there. Yeah, we buy the expensive ones. Have they, you seen like seen pictures and stuff of where the 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 cheap eggs come from? Have you seen the pictures of where the expensive ones come from? I have it's not, but I assume it's better. No, I mean, they're no, they're free-range eggs. Oh, free-range. Are eggs. they
1: really free? I
0: haven't. Or do they let them out
1: of their cage for 10 minutes?
0: They would never be allowed to put that on the packaging uh-huh. if that weren't the case. Sure. The government has got my back on this.
7: Free Talk Live.
0: What is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the uh, the voting for dumb bleep of the year. So we're going to be covering each month and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semi final and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed haters club will be voting on what's going to win dumb bleep of the year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won dumb bleep of the year and the person who submitted that specific dumb bleep in the live group or it could be on twitter or it could just be me we'll get a trophy to put on their mantle at home so let's get in to dumb bleep of the year you want to you want to double team this one or how do you want to do okay so from sarah jones in new york magazine the parental rights movement actively threatens the safety and well-being of children, and by extension, democracy
1: itself. Jesus! These people. And this is a real I, I, article? And I am going to say these people. Mm. I'm, I'm so tired of it. And you're not going to say who
0: these people are. They can self-identify as people who agree with what this dumb bitch
1: is saying in this article. Oh okay? my God. The, the real threat is you, Sarah. <laughs> And everyone who thinks like you do.
0: Okay, uh, let's, let's go through some of this. Children are not property. In New York Magazine, starts with a quote from the book of Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. To certain right-wing Christians, the concept is simple. A child can be broken or stamped into shape much like any domesticated animal. Though all parents hope they'll pass their values onto their children, for some, that hope is more of a mandate. Authoritarianism is gospel to modern conservatives. Mm. Nowhere is that clearer than in their assaults on the children. The architects of state bans on gender-affirming care for minors say, falsely, that children are at risk from predatory physicians and activists a gender cult destroys families, claimed conservative commentator Matt Walsh. The real sin isn't that trans youth will suffer, but that the parental grip might loosen from these tyrannical authoritarian if you don't parents. Turn your
1: children over to us mm-hmm. to mutilate their genitals, then that's the uh, that's the crime. That's the authoritarianism.
0: Yeah, and actually, it's the fact that parents want to teach their kids or even control their kids at all. It's this idea that you should even try to control your children. That is inherent for the authoritarian right.
1: Bailey said, are we going to have to start losing our kids in boating accidents along with our firearms? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: Maybe. It's possible to draw a line. Now, uh, she goes on talking for a little bit about some of the recent child labor law bills in certain states. We haven't talked about those at all, but I guess making it possible for younger uh, teens to work at some places. I really haven't looked into it that much. It's possible to draw a line between the push for child labor and the rights attacks on trans children. In each case, conservatives betray a conviction that a child is the property of parents. Because parents own their children, they can dispose of the child as they see fit. They can deny them the evidence-based medical care. They can put a child to work. They can make sure a child is sheltered from the dangers of a serious education. When a child goes hungry, that's because a parent isn't caring for their property. And what a person does with their property is their right. Jesus. Like any piece of property, a child has value to conservative activists. They are key to a future the conservatives want to win. Parental rights are merely one path to the total capture of state power and the imposition of authoritarian hierarchy on us all. (laughs) Now, well, go ahead. Are children property for the parents? No, I don't think so either. I think it's. uh, I think children are a responsibility for parents, for the person that brings them into the world. It's different from your normal property rights. Uh, for instance, you know, I own this mouse, not a mouse. Calm down, rat lady. <laughs> it's
1: not a real it's like mouse. computer
0: mouse. Okay. <laughs> We're outside of your jurisdiction right now.
1: Okay. You're not coming for me. <laughs> I
0: own, I own this mouse. I don't want to, make it. I own this hat. Okay. This is my property. Right here. Now, I can choose to wear it, and I can be all kind with it, You know, I can play with it, and caress it, you know? Or you can set it or on fire. Or I can fire. look at it, and I can see it's a cowboy's hat, and I can take it, and rip it up, and throw it down on the ground, and destroy it. Set it on fire. And later, I can be like, oh, what happened to my hat? Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, that's what I can do with property. When it comes to a person, and whether or not they're your property, even if it is your child, that you reared, <laughs> bear bore onto the world. Uh, okay, it's your responsibility as a parent,
1: but you can't treat them like you would normal property. That is where. And what Dan makes the distinction here, he says you own the responsibility to raise your children. Yes,
0: that is your property. That is your intellectual, your m- moral, you know, that property that, that you have, uh, that It is your responsibility to take care of the child. Now, even as libertarians and some people anarchists or whatever, I do think that if a parent is going to harm their children, that someone has the right to come in and protect that child from harm. Okay? And so that's where this whole thing gets really, really fuzzy. Uh, Do you want to go on with the state laws passed by conservative Republicans?
1: Well, I wanted to say real quick that... She makes a lot of false statements here, which is they can deny them evidence-based medical care. Yeah. The evidence-based, especially for trans care, because that's what she's going to go into here, by the way, is so far-fetched that it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And for Mm -hmm. them to say, well, look at the research. The research is that they point to is not science at all. It's completely made up basically. And, um, They're using it as their gospel to say, if you deny a trans kid, they're right. Or not even if you deny, if you don't affirm Mm. the feelings of your child, you're denying them evidence-based care which is completely a, which is a completely false choice to begin with now, because there is no evidence-based medical care for mutilating the genitals of a child.
0: The only evidence base they have are some studies <coughs> that that explicitly followed uh, people who went through transitioning for 12 months during the process of when they started it and after after they did it. And they followed people for 12 months and they showed that the uh the suicidal ideation dropped by i don't know like 70% or something like that i think is the number uh during those 12 months when you got what you wanted what you felt like you wanted you got affirmed you got to go through this process now it doesn't and follow receiving
1: for, all the validation
0: yes it doesn't follow for after that for later in life when you realize that you can't have any sexual pleasure Or that you maybe made a bad decision and you should have just gotten a butterfly tattoo on your foot or something like that, you know. And and so, no offense, okay, to anyone, I think they're great. I love butterflies, okay? I just don't like feet. That's why I said that. Yep.
1: State (laughs) laws passed by conservative Republicans have made LGBTQ children, in particular, more vulnerable to abuse at home by practically requiring schools to out them to their parents. The denial of gender-affirming care is another act of violence.
0: Yep. That's... Far-right
1: activists invent tales of wanton surgeries on minors and irreversible hormonal treatments. Those are not tales, by the way.
0: Yeah, now, they... You know, it's tough to tell exactly what people are doing, but they're not running around, uh, first off, they're not running around like cutting the penises off of a seven-year-old or anything like that, Okay. They will do these top surgeries as everyone's becoming accustomed to now, I guess these top surgeries on younger teen girls that they'll do things like that. And they will do hormone therapy, which interrupts your development, messes up your development, causes problems for the rest of your life uh, afterwards. Uh, So it's also
1: um, being linked to cancer. Yeah. There's and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, So, in doing so, they obscure the high suicide rate among LGBT youth who need gender-affirming care as a matter of life or death. Mm -hmm. What about the suicide rate of those who have transitioned later on in life? We don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. those, do we? No. Well, that's just because of society in general. Yeah. Probably. In the home and at school, children must also fear gun violence in the name of the Second Amendment, Adults who encourage the proliferation of guns do so knowing well that children will die. In their hierarchy, the adult right to a gun is worth more than the child's right to live. Reduced to the level of a collectible or a beloved, or a beloved pet, the child is not a person to the right. <sighs> <laughs>
0: See why we did the rat video before
1: this one? Yeah, you know, only the unborn are spared the rights cruelty. Conservatives claim personhood for the fetus, who cannot disobey disobey or requires nothing but a womb.
0: Whereas once a child is born, they're totally fine with crushing up the child and cutting its head off, and like sending it through a tube totally fine with that it's only like in the womb that they try to protect the child from that kind of thing
1: yeah afterwards they yeah (laughs) okay just making sure afterwards they're fine with (laughs) chopping the child up yeah uh, yeah no problem not taking care of them or anything no problem at all that was sarcasm
0: okay yeah yeah. sarcasm
1: the fetus is more valuable than the child because the fetus is a means to an end the subjugation of women (laughs) The problem is people like this, I think, really believe this. And I, I, I laugh because it's so sad that mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about it. Because I'm like, I feel badly for you, honestly. I am sorry that she feels this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once born, a child's value depreciates. The parental right to train the child takes precedence over the child's basic rights. There are ways to circumvent a child's established right to an education, as conservatives know. Homeschooling laws are so lax in the U.S. that thousands of children have essentially disappeared into an academic void.
0: As opposed to the government-run schools that are
1: just do an amazing job yeah. with everyone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even if a child goes to public school, chronic underfunding deprives many children, especially in poor areas, of a sound education. In much, of the con- in much of the country, trans youth aren't treated like people with medical needs, but political targets. This is ownership, and the U.S. rarely interferes. There is one exception to the right's belief in absolute parental rule, trans-affirming parents. A defiant parent is a threat to the right. Right. They've stepped out of place and must be subdued. No, ma'am, you have stepped out of place and you must be subdued. I'm no longer participating in this delusion that like, do you know how different men and women are? I do. By the way. Yeah. It's not at a chromosomal level, right? It's not just that it's in your DNA and then that leads to women having breasts and a vagina and, uh, a uterus and men having uh, testicles and a penis and no breasts. That's not the well, only some cases things that separate men and women. Did you know almost every single one of your cells in your body is either male or female? Okay. Do you know that women, a woman's heart is made up of female heart cells that actually <clears throat> suffer from different arrhythmia and things than <laughs> Than a, male's, than a male's doves and that goes for literally every cell in your body just about there are some that aren't that way but the majority of your cells that have a nucleus which almost all of them do um, are literally male or female the reality of gender affirming care is a, that's all delusional and we're going to call it what it is it's, um, <clears throat> it's psychotic
0: it's mutilation it's abuse Yeah. Uh, Is what it is. Um, When they talk about this, uh, there is one exception to the right's belief in absolute parental rule, trans-affirming parents. There are other exceptions, by the way, and it would be anyone else who tries to physically harm their child. Uh, You know, you're beating the crap out of your child. You stab your child with a knife. You know, you shoot them, do something like that. In fact, even people on the right would believe that those parents... Should lose the rights to their child, or that they shouldn't be able to harm their child. Also, if you're an
1: alcoholic or drug
0: addict, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and so no, it's not the one exception being parents who want to affirm their trans kid. It's actually anyone who is abusive to their children. Okay, all right. Next thing, define and did follows that up <clears throat> by saying
1: they've stepped out of place and must be subdued, and that's where I was like, no, ma'am, you have <laughs> stepped out of place. In this perspective, rights aren't
0: innate. They're determined instead by a person's place in the conservative hierarchy. The opposite view, the correct one, the one that she holds, that everyone has rights by the virtue of their humanity. Which is true, by the way. The rights that she decides that you have, by the way, requires us to change the way we commonly think of children. Liberals aren't immune to the belief that children are property. The mainstream fear-mongering over trans youth tells us that much. Yet, combating the power of the parental rights movement requires an answering conviction, requires an answering conviction in the rights of children. We can see them as people, uniquely vulnerable, yes, but nevertheless, people who have independent minds and will develop private lives of their own. And they stop trying to control your kids. And they can when they're 18. Children are not dogs to train, but adults in formation. They will learn someday soon that the future belongs to them, that they do with that knowledge, that what they do with that knowledge matters to everyone. Children aren't private property then, but a public responsibility. A public responsibility. To expand our democratic project to children is to grant them the security the right seeks to deny them. Education, health care, shelter, food, a better America begins
1: with a child. And what she's advocating for here is that the right way to approach this in order to change the landscape of America is to indoctrinate and manipulate children to grow up thinking like they do. Yeah. And not the other way around. It's literally just she wants to be able to. She's saying to expand our democratic project mm-hmm. to children. They're going. They're like, Oh, well,
0: it's a public responsibility, by but, the way, Charlie. She's saying we're going to democratically raise your children. But my thing too. is,
1: is how long did they talk about, oh, we're not coming for your children. It's not about <laughs> the children. We're adults. We just want to play dress up. Just like no one was coming for your guns. You know, we just we just want to play dress up. Let adults be adults. Love is love.
0: <laughs> That's not where we are right <laughs> no, now.
1: They've been coming for, for your children the whole time. And it's absolutely disgusting. And. You know, I've tried to, I've tried to be better understanding of, let's say, trans adults, um, and I've tried to be, I guess, in a libert- libertarian sense, that you're free to do what you want as long as you don't harm people and take their stuff. But this ideology is so corrosive. I, I feel like I'm leaning more towards taking the Matt <clears throat> Walsh route, <laughs> and yeah, and because it because I'm I feel like I'm becoming I'll say it righteously angry at people like Sarah Jones who disgustingly admit that they want to manipulate and indoctrinate your children and mutilate them um over your right to protect your children this
0: we've made it to a point in society where Somehow we got to a point where people could just openly advocate for what I, what we, what is child abuse and they get to act like they're on the moral high ground on the subject and it's not the case. They're wrong. There's something mentally wrong with these people. They are, they are incorrect. I don't care where their feelings are on the matter, what happened to them in their lives that led them to this place. We're not going to capitulate to it because you're literally trying to abuse children children do require some control from the parents you can't just let them do whatever the hell they want to do they could do all sorts of different bodily harm to themselves why not let them drive a car why don't we just openly i mean might as well let them get tattoos that's fine you can i mean that's not going to change your life forever okay that that's different but where does this end no, you, you end when it comes to physical harm in the child. The child cannot actually make a decision for the rest of their lives. That's why they're kids. That's why we have parents. That's why they live with their parents. Because kids make really dumb decisions. Because they're not thinking about the future like you're supposed to. It's hard enough to get adults to think about the future instead of the now. We're becoming more and more like children the further in time we go right now. <laughs> you know, that's really what's happening. She's right. a child. Sarah whatever the hell her name is, is basically just an eight-year-old girl making an argument that the parents should be able to tell her what to do. Only she can write decently. She's a better manipulator than Moshe. I've seen some manipulative kids. Okay, yeah, they'll do it. There's a 16-second clip going around of the really important part that he says, but I want to get the context because I don't want it to be taken out of context. But it's... It's good. Number nine, Al Sharpton.
7: Many than some of the guys in the neighborhood would say, Rev, I caught a case. I have never walked down that block and somebody said I caught three cases. I mean, this is just as low as it gets. I've never heard of three cases on one individual in three jurisdictions. So this is serious. But on the other side of it, one day our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history and how it will play out is going to be very important. The sad part about this to me is that this is.
0: All right. That's enough of that. So I
7: have have no idea what he's
0: talking about. So when Trump overthrowing
1: the government. What is he
0: talking about? The clip that's going around is, can you imagine. Our kids reading in the history books that James Madison and Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government, which is literally what they did. They did overthrow a government. That's why we know who they are. Yeah. All right. That's why he's trending on Twitter right now, and so that's what's currently uh, being discussed. And I think that that's a very important point. Not the point that he was making, but it is an important point to know that our country was founded by people who. Overthrew a government like that. That's how we started, insurrectionists actually. So they seceded, yeah, from the
1: British government.
0: <laughs> they destroyed the British government, yeah. You know, by doing that, their yeah. democracy. <laughs> they, I don't know. I think they that's what we're doing.
1: Destroyed Parliament's democracy
0: <laughs> and
1: okay. the king's power.
0: Uh, so that's uh, number nine. Al Sharpton, Charlie seemed completely unfazed by that one, and that one's good. the. What was supposed to be the absolute dumbest one. I just didn't understand
1: what he was trying to get at.
0: What is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the, uh, the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year. So we're going to be covering... Each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won Dumb Bleep of the Year. And the person who submitted that specific Dumb bleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumb Leap of the Year. And it's going to be called California. And it's going to have two stories from California that people have been talking about uh, this week. Charles, if you want to... You want me to take the first one? If you want to do the honors
1: on the first one, that we can do All right. It. This is from F- uh, Free Beacon. California bill would redefine infertility to give men access to pregnancy treatments. <laughs> California lawmakers are advancing a bill that would redefine the inability of men to get pregnant as infertility and entitle them to insurance covered fertility treatments. Let me read that again in case everyone fell asleep. California lawmakers are advancing a bill that would redefine the inability of men to get pregnant as infertility. (laughs) and entitle them to insurance-covered fertility treatments. A question, though.
0: What about a trans man that can get pregnant? Now, is that an oppressor, an oppressive man over the infertile men who can't get pregnant? I, I seem to be infertile. Yeah. Myself. Like a trans man comes in, you know, he's got... I think you're
1: asking too many questions. Okay. Yeah. It just is. That was racist. Yeah. Okay. The legislation, which passed the Senate late last month and is about to be taken up by the assembly would require employer sponsored insurance plans to cover all non-experimental fertility treatments, including artificial insemination of pregnancy surrogates. Supporters of the legislation have touted it as an overdue step, an overdue step toward Fertility equality for LGBT people.
0: What about the Qs?
1: Uh, well, they don't like them anymore, I guess. Freshman state senator Caroline Mehava <laughs> said, quote, It will ensure that queer couples no, no longer. Sorry. They left off the Q. That's
0: the Q. I'm driving me nuts that's right now. She's going to
1: spell it out here. Okay. It will ensure that queer couples no longer have to pay more out of pocket to start families than non-queer families. This bill is critical to achieving full lived equality for LGBTQ plus people. They got everyone there in that time, as well as advancing well rounded and comprehensive health care for all Californians. It will. Ensure- I know what you're thinking. <laughs>
0: it will ensure that queer couples no longer have to pay more out of pocket to start a family than a non-queer family. Meaning if you're, if a guy and a girl are together and they're just, and they're non-queer, they're together and they have one drink too many one night and they you know, things happen. Okay. And then that creates a baby. That should be the same as when two guys, they want to have someone else, you know, use their sperm and impregnate a surrogate and have that person carry a baby. If that costs more, if that situation costs more money. Then it's unfair. Then a guy and a girl having sex in their bed at home, if that situation costs more, then that's inequality.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're spot on. The fertility insurance bill would expand the coverage mandate for employers to include IVF and expand the legal definition of infertility to include, quote, a person's inability to reproduce either as an individual or with their partner without medical intervention. Infertility would no longer be defined only as a disease or medical condition, but also as a status, such as being in a gay or lesbian relationship or being single a person's
0: here's infertility a person's inability to reproduce as an individual or with their partner without medical intervention so human nature the nature of homo sapiens is wrong okay and if two guys can't do their thing and a baby develops then that's infertility as defined by this law and is a new status, it must be covered by insurance. How do you think insurance is going to react to this? Geez. Uh-huh. State uh-huh. Farms already pulled out of doing home insurance in California. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Of course, the left blamed it on climate change mm. because too many wildfires. Actually, California has laws saying that they can't raise their prices. Uh, any more than a certain amount uh, to ensure the risk. So maybe that's the reason. Okay, here's another one for you. Let's go. California bill would punish parents who don't affirm their child's gender identity. Mm. A newly revised California bill would treat parents' refusal to affirm their child's gender identity as a violation of health, safety, and welfare in the context of
1: custody disputes. You know, it's... All of these things... That we that we've been talking about, we we used to say this all the time. Like, it's so good. Like, it's such the right thing to do that they have to force people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, of course,
0: idea is so good they got to be forced, Mm -hmm. or you got to be threatened that your kid could be taken away. The bill, which already passed the state assembly, would require judges adjudicating such disputes over transgender identifying children to favor a parent. So you're in custody battle right now. Okay. Trans-Identifying Children to Favor a Parent Who Affirms Their Child's Gender Identity. Earlier this week, the authors released an updated version that specifically denies the health, safety, and welfare of a child to include... Defines, sorry, the health, safety, and welfare of a child to include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity, a change that the bill's opponents worry will open the door to non-affirmation being treated as abuse. And so, why would it not if... If health, safety, and welfare also include affirming, it's one, of the, it's one of those conversations, Charlie, where it's so, it's so maddening, it's so insane, it's so off the wall, it's so removed from reality that it's tough to even explain what you feel when you talk about it, because you're talking about children who know nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're talking about ever at all. And if you don't affirm whatever their feelings are on this specific thing, by the way, because they know the main difference between the man and the woman, for sure, as a seven-year-old child, they definitely know. If you don't affirm that, then that means you could be taken away from one of your parents. I'm going to play this clip. AB957, California State Assemblymember Wilson explains her reasoning behind considering this bill. Let's hear it. This
4: particular bill adds the very important factor that affirming a child's gender identity is in their best interest, which is what your question is about. Why does it get, why does it actually say that in an affirmative way? And it really is because if you have a seven-year-old who's, who's talking about having a potential to say, I being able to articulate that they believe that they are not the same gender um, as they are biologically, then it should be affirmed and through care it should be determined. And that's what we did with our own child. And that would give the ability for a parent who wasn't sure to affirm and get their child the care that they need to make that so they can begin to articulate that determination. But by saying and rejecting it in wholesale, then you're essentially rejecting your child. And that is not in the best interest of a child. We should be affirming our children in every possible way and getting them whatever appropriate care they need whether it's based on their gender whether it's based on how their um, studies are in school it doesn't matter our children should be affirmed and this is saying that
0: uh, hold on whether it's based on their gender or their studies in school but i didn't even hear that part yet basically whatever your kid wants to do you should affirm it mm. charlie yeah. I, as a, i'm not a parent and so i can't talk on this but charlie i want to give you some advice Whatever your kid wants to do, you should affirm it. Don't yeah. want to do your homework? Doesn't matter. Okay, you want to take
1: pills to it doesn't identify as a homework a homework kid? Yeah, no, neither. So, <sighs> cookies for breakfast? My God, candy for breakfast? <clears throat> that's right. You want to be a monster truck? Don't worry, I got the shocks on order right now. Let me tell you, uh, you know the Jordan. Peterson- I can replace his
0: legs with shocks and wheels. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The Jordan Peterson truck affirming surgery uh, original controversy had to do with him refusing to use the pronouns that people were trying to force him to use. Okay, well, it, kind of, he didn't refuse to do it. I yeah. get it. He didn't outright refuse to he use. Was speaking it out against a bill that would yeah. uh, compel speech. Yes. Okay. And I remember I've, I've said this a bunch. My wife was like, "Why is he making such a big deal about it? Why not just? Why not just do it? Who cares?" This is why. This is the answer to that question. We've also got a friend who comes on the show sometimes, I'm not going to give any names, who says, I don't care about this kind of stuff. I don't think it's important. And this is why these things are important. We're talking about a state removing children from their parents because the parent did not agree to block their child's puberty or whatever else the reason may be. Um. I realize that people can move out of the state or whatever, but normally California tends to bleed out into the rest of the United States. The reason that this conversation matters is because this is the logical conclusion of the conversation. If you believe those things, if you believe all pronouns then this is the logical conclusion. It's mm-hmm. either true or it's not. And if it's true, then you're going to have to legally define and protect it with all the ways that the, that the government legally defines and protects everything else that they do. And this is why those little annoying conversations actually do matter.
1: All right, so King County board member shouts she's glad to support sex offender nominated to homelessness board. So they have this board
0: of people and they're trying to figure out what to do about homelessness. Mm -hmm. all right they're trying to help marginalized communities this is in uh seattle i believe right yeah i believe so they're trying to help these communities and they nominated this guy to the board homeless i believe right
1: homeless guy he was yeah
0: and someone takes issue with the fact that this guy is a sex offender and by the way not just your run-of-the-mill sex offender we're talking with minors Mm -hmm. by the way i was i was looking at that and someone is like uh
1: also convicted Yes, by the way.
0: They're like, uh, I don't know about this whole sex offender on the board thing. He has touched me inappropriately. And someone gets very upset about this.
1: Of it's course the response. <laughs> it's the response from the co chair. That's that's the dumb bleep here. Can
10: I say something? We have a code of ethics on this board and Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender, a repeat sex offender, and I have had bad
3: experience with him so i don't touch thing. you off because we can't disclose people's personal business here right okay. and although that's public disclosure like we have no right to out anybody in this space Okay, okay. I thought thinking right? like, that's just not here. okay at all. Okay. and I won't and I stand apologize. for that as a co chair. No, We're not we here to discover here. people's no. backgrounds. And actually I'm glad that if that is the case that he's here. Because sex offenders are another uh, population that is most vulnerable that don't have housing.
10: <laughs> okay. People I do have change and people do change. She she touched
5: me, he me. Ha- he she
10: has touched me. So if there's a meeting where he's Christina, at you need to, to take this to the police you then. I have. I have.
3: I have. This I is not the no, forum. No, stop, Christy. Christy, stop. As the co chair, I'm telling I you will. that you cannot talk like that in this meeting. I will not have that here.
1: Believe all women.
3: <laughs> if anyone wants to talk like that, you will be muted and removed from this meeting.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, help us. Ugh. Just when you think it can't get worse so it does these people are absolutely delusional
0: the response was if it's true that he is a sex offender i'm glad that he's here because sex offenders are uh one of the uh, what did she what did they represent did ha, um now it's had something to do with uh one of the most vulnerable communities yes. is what she said sex offenders are one of the most vulnerable communities that, that don't need, have housing that don't have housing yeah that's Ugh, it god and this was actually you know i found a little bit better clip than the one that we were watching earlier yes. but the other one had more stuff in it she goes on to talk about they were concerned with equity and that's why it was important for the person to be there yes now i do have to give the i do have to give the follow-up to this the person uh, colston that was doing the yelling that was upset was asked to resign i don't know what's happened since then but originally she is refusing to resign Uh, So the people running the board, people in the government, I guess, or whoever's board it was, said, uh, yeah, we're not going to have a multi-time sex offender on the board, especially if he's uh, assaulted one of the other people that's on the board. And also children or or minors, at least, like, yeah, we're we're not going to have him on the board. That's pretty easy. (laughs) <laughs> to, to say so they did come out uh, and say of course he's not going to be on the board and the, and they said that this person's uh reaction was ridiculous and asked her to resign so well, the
1: dumb bleep is her
0: it's her it's, colston
1: it's yes. absolutely re- it this is what you do when you find these victims charlie incredibly angry incredibly angry also, I don't know if you noticed on the screen or not, but they had LGBTQ2IAS plus.
0: Well, you had a two S L or two S. Mm-hmm. What does anyone know what two S is?
1: Double sex offender. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's part of the Two Spirit. Marginalized group. Can someone tell me what two spirit means? What is a two spirit? Um bipolar? I don't. <laughs> Are we what is that? Two-spirit?
1: That's a gender.
0: Is it too late, Charlie? Is it just too late? We let this go too far, huh?
1: I don't know. Part of me thinks that sometimes.
0: <laughs> okay, that was number four, the King County sex offender on the board. This, these are some responses to the affirmative action decision from yesterday, starting with R.F.K. Jr., who we just heard yesterday is going to be at Freedom Fest, which we're we're going to be there as well, and we got to try and grab him. And uh, you want to grab him by the what? No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay, I want to ask him politely if he oh, wants there. to come talk to us. That seems
1: better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we right, need to make sure we do that. In response to affirmative action, he says, regarding the Supreme Court banning affirmative action in higher ed, I know many Americans feel that purely race-based decisions <laughs> are unfair. However, this feeling misses important context. Race-based decisions are fine in some elements, Mm -hmm. you know? The effects of racist policies going back centuries are now self-perpetuating. Affirmative action understands this and uses race-based policies to undo the effects of racist policies. You fight racism with racism, Nate.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: like you fight fire with fire. Same thing.
0: Yeah, um, any libertarians still out there fighting, f- fighting for RFK Jr.? Well, they're definitely doing that. Listen, I saw Clint talking. Uh, Clint, we talked with him quite a few times, and he's been big on RFK Jr. And I understand why. I was talking to a friend, John, the other day, about how I was considering RFK Jr. just as a big old fu to the uh, administrative state, the bureaucracy, to the uh, alphabet agencies. I get it. I get the idea. Um, but he's not a libertarian. He's still a tyrant. We just happen to like a few things that he says. And there is a big difference between those things. All right. We got to remain principled. And that's why we never said that we were thinking about supporting RFK Jr. Because he clearly has the tendency to go this way on several different issues. And uh, you got to be ready for that. You got to assume that's going to happen. Gavin Newsom says that people want to whitewash our nation's history by uh, not having affirmative action, I guess. That's whitewashing our nation's history. They want to bring America back to the era of book bans and segregated campuses. We cannot let them. Of course, that's in response to the affirmative action ruling. The super weird part about that, of course, as people have pointed out, is that affirmative action is banned in California and has been since 1996 so i guess that means they have whitewashed america's history in california no one knows anything uh, about what's happened uh in the in the past in our history in california whatsoever they're just a a big conservative i don't know handmaid's tale uh terrible terrible slave state really is what they are and they've banned all the books really dumb from gavin Newsom there and then Erica Marsh, we talked about this yesterday. Folks, it does look like this was a real tweet. She tried to fix it, and it wasn't good. Uh, Erica Marsh yesterday said, Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. It turns out It was a real post because she tried to clarify. She said, allow me to clarify this tweet, which is being manipulated for propaganda and misinformation by Ultra Maga. (laughs) The intention of my tweet is to highlight that prior to affirmative action, there existed a supposedly merit-based system for black individuals to gain admission to colleges. However, these institutions employ racial profiling, filing to prevent black individuals from attending under the guise of this merit system. Well, guess what, Erica? Under this ruling, that would be illegal too. Okay? Because they ruled 14th Amendment does not allow you to consider race in the admissions. Meaning, if you find that they are racially profiling people and holding them out of schools, which once again is a dumbass idea that these woke colleges where the... disgust the the puke of society is oozing out into our into our streets that they're just going to start banning black people from going to college automatically yeah it's the epicenter of white supremacy these colleges you know Mm -hmm. Uh, all of a sudden that's going to happen uh it's just not so she wants to emphasize that her statement in no way suggests that black individuals are less intelligent than people of other races that's other races it's exactly what it it suggests it literally suggests it yeah no black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system.
1: I don't remember when I learned how to read, but those words in that order mm-hmm. definitely suggest yeah. black individuals are less intelligent and they can't work hard or
0: anything else like that. Well, you must be part of the ultra MAGA yeah. who's manipulating this for propaganda.
1: I just love people who <laughs> know how to take accountability. <laughs> so good. You know?
6: Yeah. You know,
0: especially when Rather women. than
1: being like, oh, okay, I chose the wrong words. That's not what I meant. Like I, mm. let me let me rephrase that and what where my heart actually is. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, first of all, I'm going to blame everyone else for misinterpreting my words. You know, because that's not what I was trying to say. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I just I can't anymore. AOC, I, I've reached my breaking point. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I, I don't, can't. I don't, I don't break. Well, Don't do it. I'm at the point. You're
0: about to break. I'm yeah. Like that Linkin Park song. You yeah. know? Mm. And I'm about to... Anyway, AOC says if SCOTUS was serious about their ludicrous colorblindness claims, they would have abolished legacy admissions, a.k.a. affirmative action for the privileged. 70% of Harvard's legacy applicants are white. SCOTUS didn't touch that. Uh, that's because no one was suing over Harvard's legacy applicants. Okay? If someone wants to bring that... If someone that's standing if they were harmed they think try and bring that to
1: the court um, so what is Harvard's legacy that's like people, I think that's
0: when you like your family went your family there went, or yeah. maybe I don't know if it's donors but maybe it's a family thing do you also, know
1: all she said was 70% of Harvard's legacy applicants are white yeah who get submitted doesn't mean they they, <laughs> they get in <laughs> yeah they're just they're legacy applicants yeah so we also, still don't know what the admissions are I love how she is saying what she's saying to a black man <laughs> Who wrote the majority opinion. (laughs) You know? That doesn't matter. I mean, last I checked, she, I mean, she's a woman of color, but she's of, you know, Latina descent, or she may clarify. She may, you know, she may identify as Mm Latinx. I don't know. Latinx. Latinx. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I believe they're lower on the totem pole if if I got my, you know, oppression totem pole correctly. Well, I haven't had
0: mine updated yet uh, to the newest version of. Although he's a black man. You know what? Let's get the voting going. Uh, We've got this Elizabeth Warren tweet from yesterday. Also, if you listened uh, yesterday, an extremist Supreme Court has rolled back the march toward racial justice and narrowed opportunity for all. When literally they were literally, they were not admitting people based on their race. Uh, Won't stop fighting for young people. Big dreams who deserve an equal chance
8: This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't
1: know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.